This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman here with the Premier Advisory Group and co-host Tony Shore. We're back with you. It's been a few weeks, I think, since uh, Tony and I have gotten together on the show here, my trusty co-host, but um, we had Bill Kaiser who did a pretty darn good job, I think, last week, Tony. He filled in for me. He did. I mean, considering we jokingly call him Mr. Excitement, I mean, that's his nickname. you know, what more can we have? (laughs) But I, I took he did the, great. I took the boys up to uh, boy, the boys being my son, Braden and his two best friends, uh, Jack and Andy. I yep. took them up to Arizona, Pine Top, Arizona, to visit my wow. brother and his two kids and wife. And they have a cabin up there about 7,300 feet up in the mountains. Oh, nice. And uh, weather was beautiful. 80 degrees during the day, 50 to 60 at night. Wonderful area. Perfect. Did some side by side riding, did some fishing just cool beautiful area so it was their senior trip they're gonna head out now to college we take Braden off to college here in about two weeks that's it he's going to Auburn he's out of here wow yeah and uh, wow congrats on that getting him into Auburn that's awesome I'm glad he did that yeah one down two to go yeah and he, he, he busted his butt to get in there that's no doubt you know it's not an easy school to get into and he's majoring in aerospace no. engineering so Wow. We'll see how Impressive. that goes. And ho- hopefully he focuses on the school and not the, um, not the, um, female staff. Yeah, there. That's the, always the worry, isn't it? <laughs> Sending our kids off to college. I have, my third is going to start in college this fall. So all three of our kids will be out. Uh, it'll be a weird feeling to be empty nesters. Um, two of my three already live on their own. They're out on their own. They're doing fine. Uh, the third is starting college this fall, so it'll be crazy around here, just the wife and I. So it'll be, she'll have more time to focus on me, which is a problem, Bill, because yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. You've been, I mean, you've been hoping for that though. The attention I, finally gets brought back to you. No, I've been no. flying under the radar because oh. the focus has been on the kids, you know, yeah, and I've been able to f- kind of fly under the radar. Now all that focus will be on me, which is not good because. No. She'll notice what, what am I not doing? What do I need to be doing? I, I just have a feeling that honeydew list is going to grow by pages. So the old flex schedule you have where you can either work at the home studio or the office studio, maybe we'll turn more into the old office studio. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, honey, I, uh, no. honey, I need to go in. Yeah. She, Nate, she Nate's works calling me back time in, too. Honey. So Nate's, that's fine. Nate's calling me back in. <laughs> Nate. Yeah. I just got a call from the president. I got to go in. I got to go. Yeah. I'll be there for a week. (laughs) No, it'll be great. We're looking forward to it. So uh, we will miss the kids, but we look forward to it. It's a new, you know, a new chapter and uh, you sending your first off to college. That's uh, just times that by three when all three of them are in college and then just you'll be crying about your wallet and your bank account. I already am. It's nuts. (laughs) It's nuts. Even after scholarship money, it's like, holy smokes. 
Oh, you know, it's ridiculous. And you don't want to, you know, we're caught. We, uh, all of our kids though, we made them take out some money that they have to pay back, but we're trying to help them. And I, you know, it's just, uh, it is tough because college is so outrageously expensive. And I have people say, well, I paid my way through college or paid off my debt. And I always say to those people, I'm like, yeah, when you went to college, it was like, uh, five, 10 grand a year. Now uh, it's yeah. like 60 grand a year. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, it's no joke. So hopefully they use it. You know, it's a great time to grow up. It's a great time to figure out who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and as for being far away where you can't just run home and do your laundry, there's pros and cons to that, right? There you is. Know, but they got to figure, it, figure out. it out. Right. So hopefully we don't go down there and visit and everything's dirty and he smells like a bomb or anything, but. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. First year, it can happen, but we'll see. I think your son's uh, got a good head on his shoulders. He'll figure out how to do his own laundry. I, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's going on now? We're mid-year. Can you believe it? We're already mid-year, 23. Summer is uh, he- headed toward the end. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yep, entering uh, Q- Q3 here, Q- quarter three of the year. And, uh, you know, we've seen a little bumpy, but we've seen a lot of nice growth this year. Uh, focus has definitely more been on the growth side of the markets. And, and really, why is that? Because they got beat up last year, right? right? And anytime something gets beat up, you know, you could definitely try to reposition over there, but you got to decide when and how to reposition, meaning w- when do you kind of get back out or when does it start to get expensive? And And we're seeing that value right now, which is not growth, but on the value side of the world, we feel it's very undersold or oversold uh, big time. We're on the growth side of the world. Uh, we're seeing it be actually pretty darn expensive. So just being careful um, w- with that. Uh, obviously, inflation worries are still there. Uh, you know, we talk about this uh, on a lot of different shows, but I think we talked about it about a month ago or three weeks ago or so. But corporate earnings really have remained extremely resilient this year. And we look at that because that's really, you know, you have in inflation numbers, but a lot of times that the short term, you know, when we spiked up to 9% inflation or so, we pretty much knew that that wasn't going to be last forever. We've talked about why that, why inflation happened. Well, a bunch of money has been pumped into the economy, but not the only reason. We also saw production factories get shut down, right? That produce goods, any goods from, you know, baby formula to, to chips for your car, right? Yeah. And, and when you no longer can produce those type of goods, then prices go up because you don't have the supply, but you still have the demand. And simple economics says that price goes up when people are still in, in demanding something with limited supply. It's a pretty simple, you know, but again, the media forgets to tell people about that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, Tony. And I'm going to say they just forget. They just passed it up, right? Because yep. it's just not hot. You know, if it's not, it's not, it's not lasting. It's not uh, having Glenn Beck tell us that the world is coming to the end and everybody needs to buy gold immediately and, and cash is gone. You know, you, we hear our own uh, Creighton economist, Ernie Goss, right here in Omaha, you know, where there's a question, oh, I don't know, within the last six months or so, he was on the radio on the morning show with uh, with uh, Jim Rose and Gary Saddlemeyer on KFAB, and he was talking, somebody had a question of, do you think it's ever going to go to cash or, 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 or be a cashless society, or when's that going to happen? 
Oh, wow. And he, and he said something along the lines of definitely not in my lifetime and not in my kid's lifetime or whatever. He doesn't think it's happening anytime soon is what he was saying. Yeah. And, you know, you had to think about maybe for a big city or go down to the CHI Center or Tony in, in Minneapolis, going to your place out there, your, your, your big convention center. Yep. Yeah, a lot of times they'll, they'll be cashless, right? And it's transaction. Yep. And I think that's for, to kind of, I think it's twofold. One, cash is kind of tough to, uh, tough to monitor. Sometimes it can be pocketed. Um, yep. You don't always know if it's real. And, and when you're dealing with large, large crowds, you're trying to expedite things and get things rolling, you know? Plus all that cash has to come together. The, usually all the cash goes into one pot from a, an event and that has to be transferred and that's risk. You know, there's sure. theft risk there. I mean, uh, robbers could figure it out. There's been more than one movie made about let's head down to the event. And when they right. clean out the cash box at the track or at the, you know, wherever it is. But uh, Bill, I have a great example of this from, uh, just last week, uh, my wife and I, my wife won amazing tickets to the twins game. So we went to target field in Minneapolis to see the twins play. Uh, fortunately they were playing the Kansas city Royals. So they destroyed them. Uh, <laughs> right. the Royals are horrible. so anyway, um, uh, the twins destroyed them. I think the game was nine to two and the twins hit like four home runs during the game. It was a great game and they've sped up the game. So we really enjoyed it. But my point being, I went to the concession stand to get myself a brat as I am wont to do at a game. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and they said, I had some cash. I purposely brought, oh, I got to get rid of all these ones and cash. And uh, I went to give them cash and they go, oh, we don't accept cash here. And I go, oh, I'll go to one of the other vendors. Then I want to get rid of this cash. And they go, no, nowhere in the twin stadium, all the vendors. And there are hundreds and hundreds of different vendors, uh, including the, including the merchandise, including outside vendors in there. No, that's completely cashless. You right. cannot use cash anywhere in Target Field uh, at a Twins game. And I believe uh, the other big sporting uh, pro teams here, same way. So it's cashless. And so I'm like, oh, well, I have my, I guess I'll just pay with my, you know, right. debit card then. So Right. But <clears throat> for that to go widespread and for that to spread to all of our rural communities and no, take it yeah. to Worthington or take it up in the <laughs> Sandhills of Nebraska or take it. You know, you're going to, you're just going to get to a point where it's going to be so hard to integrate that everywhere to go cashless is going to be a very, very difficult thing. Will more things go cashless or they'll accept credit or plastic only? Yes. But as for being a cashless society, I I believe we're so far away from that. And we also have to remember that the United States is, is the global reserve currency, right? So we are, we're the, we're the one, right? And if, if we did that, all the cash that's all around the world, and, and we've talked about this before too, but you go into the ruralist villages of, of Africa and take cash and they love our U.S. dollar. It's unbelievable what it is to them. Um, you take our U.S. dollar, did you know this, Tony? You go down to the Bahamas and it's a dollar for dollar exchange rate. That's interesting, huh? Really? Yeah. We are the global reserve currency of the world to take all of that out of circulation or say that your hundred dollar bill is worth nothing. Now, I do not believe that's going to happen. I do not believe that the United States government would let that happen. So there's a lot of fear that comes into play. Um, again, a lot of times through your, through your media, but if we look, you know, we, if we see the first half of the year, 
right? Um, and, and how it potentially could lead to higher gains for the rest of the year. If you look at just the S&P 500, and this is, again, back to the earnings talk, right? So we, we, we've seen really nice earnings. They remain uh, resilient, but we also see a potential for a good, strong acceleration of those earnings as well. Um, but if we look at, you know, just how price returns and what happens right there, S&P average of 11%, right up and we see ranges the 10 to 15 plus on the second half wow so and again this is just looking at quantitative numbers what's going on right well you know what are earnings doing and in do we feel that things will turn out good for the year yes do we feel it's going to be a bumpy ride getting there yes you know and it and but when hasn't it been a bumpy ride getting there right right and we've constantly dealt with these highs and these lows. And it's, it's really important for someone like me to be able to guide you through the situation and level out those peaks and valleys. And then we can do that with having nice green money and having nice red money, right? And, it, and some people are so incredibly conservative, they want to be pretty much all green. And that's fine. If that's what your gut tells you and what you need to do to so, so you can sleep at night, then, then that sounds good. Let's create a portfolio that's extremely resilient just knowing that over time, if we have good market growth, you're, you're not going to see that same market growth. But if being more conservative and being more on that green side allows you to sleep well at night, then we want that to happen for you. But if you can balance and your stomach can take some of the ups and downs throughout the year, throughout the day even, because a lot of people like to pull it up on their phones and they pull their TD Ameritrade up app or they pull their yep. Schwab app up on their phone and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, the market's down a percent and they're freaking out. The end of the world's coming and, and then they, they turn on the TV and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? They found Hunter's laptop again, you know, or they found, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, or what's going on in Ukraine or what's Putin doing? Right. Yeah. You know, or what's a little rocket man doing, you know, over in North Korea? Oh, <laughs> Lord, Lord have mercy, you know? Yeah. You know, and that's, I think it's really important though, that people uh, remain balanced and they work with someone that can help them level out those peaks and valleys. And we know that the, the peaks are more often than, than the valleys in our economy and, and our up years again, since 1926, 74% of all the years in the S and P 500 have been positive, right? That's a pretty good a number. Good, that's a, yeah, it's a good track record. Don't you think? Would you take, would you take 74% odds to Vegas? I'll, I'll take it. I think we could quit our jobs and Tony would, <laughs> Tony would buy a new jet. I mean, it, his jet is nice, Oh come on! but I mean, yeah, it's only a seven seater. I mean, if you could up that a little bit so we could take the rest of the entourage, I would certainly appreciate that. Tony. It's a one twenty fourth scale model toy for children, but yes, my jet is nice. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> yep. So, so, yeah. So, you know, like you say, and the first half of the year, so many positives, like you said, what you want to look at is earnings and how these companies are doing. Right. And that that's I indicative of where our economy is at and where the stock market is at. And so it is good to look at that first year and, and where things are at and where we've been. Uh, and that kind of gives us uh, some hope for the, the rest of the year, doesn't it? That's right. Absolutely. And I think communications and tech remain uh, to be definite strong plays, no doubt about that. Um, and you know, with, with artificial intelligence or AI, uh, that's, that's more and more. I was in Phoenix is after pine top, we had to fly out of Phoenix back to Omaha 
and we saw all these self-driving cars and in uh, self-driving cabs, no one in the driver's seat. So true self-driving. No one is in the front seat of the car. It's people in the back seat of the car and the car is driving itself and it has all these things all over it doing its spinners and all that, right? But that is here to stay. It's not going away and it's only going to get better. And yep. could it be scary? Yes. Could it, could it take jobs away? It will, right? We know all that. Have we been through industrial revelation, resolu- revelations in the past? <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Have we though? We have yeah, revolutions. Sure. We have, we've been you through them in, I mean? in our, in our lifetimes we have, I mean, when you were a kid, we didn't have cell phones and wireless technology. And I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, as we became an industrialized nation, that alone took things away from what we used to do. And as we've progressed yeah. and as technology started taking over and computers and calculators and you know, everything in between, right? Navigation systems for cars. Ro- look what it did robotics to, for factories. Look yeah. what it did to Rand McNally. You know what I mean, though? I mean, but, but really, you know, Kodak and then going digital. I mean, yeah. it, we've always constantly been evolving, you know, and we'll continue to. And there'll be a new job that takes the place of the old one in a different type of, different type of setting, if you will, right? It's going to take maybe a different level of skill. But things will still need that human interaction, just like our business, as we've talked about before, clients like a human interaction, a human's always going to be a human, we hope, right? But we want to, people want to talk to people, you know, I want to sit down and when I'm having questions about how I can be better on a show like this, I want to sit down with Tony, you know, and get some true professional advice, a human, I don't want to type it into chat GDP or whatever the heck it is. I don't want to type it into that and have it spit me out some, something weird. You know, I want to sit down and <laughs> right. talk to a person. I want to see what their body reaction is to me. You know, I want to say, Hey Tony, how did I do? And I know if he's going to be lying to me or not. I want to sit down with my advisor, my tax person. And I want to sit down and say, you know, how am I doing it? Can I be doing better? I want to see what they say and how they react. Right. And I just feel that's the, you don't want an algorithm. You, you need the personal touch. I, I really don't. Yeah. I, you know, and I think a lot of that stuff is good. And my, my, um, my brother-in-law, so my sister's husband is a creative director for a company out in LA, Los Angeles. And he, um, uses that artificial intelligence, that chat system, oh. um, to help chat he, GPT, GPT. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. These young guys have all the answers, <laughs> but so, you know, you, you have that, but he uses it to save about two hours out of his copyright time. So instead of him wow. coming up with some like trying to brainstorm and you have a little block in the brain or whatever, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? He can just type a couple of things in. It'll spit something out. But he said he could never use that as true copyright. He right. has to, it, it, it allows him to kind of get his thought processes going. So artificial intelligence isn't going to take over things. It's just going to make certain things easier. It's going to make it more efficient and it's going to allow for more growth. So do we expect growth in the United States and, and abroad? We do. But sometimes it takes longer to get to. We're still, inflation's still coming down. Jay Powell's still on the air trying to get, you know, talk about getting inflation down to, down to his 2% number and all that. And, and as we come again, we're at 9%. We're down to four. We're making a lot of yeah. headway, right? And it will continue to happen as factories continue to have more and more production and more capability. Um, we'll get the goods here. The problem with getting inflation down too far is, you know, if you go too far, you might have too much online, too much supply online. And prices come down a little bit too much further than you want. And sometimes it's hard to change that course. And it's a balancing act, no doubt about yeah. it. Right. But again, own the companies that you use, that you know, 
Um, I think the U.S. is a fantastic place. Um, I think leaning towards value, we've been a, a value-centric firm for a very long time. That's how we feel. Um, that's, that's what we believe in. We like our dividends. But we have no problem with growth. We have growth portfolios, moderate growth portfolios. We have tilt portfolios that tilt between different sectors given times. We have portfolios that follow algorithms that, that um, d- determine where price momentum has been the past month and to be able to follow that. So we have all types of different things that, you know, energy portfolios, precious metal portfolios, you name it, we have it, right? But we just want to make sure that, uh, number one, you feel good about where you're at in your gut, right? Um, number two, that your planning is solid, right? That's, that's key. The, the investment side, I don't want to say is easy, Tony, um, but harder, I would say, is the mental piece, the mental piece of, of retiring for one, because it is a huge hurdle because a lot of people are losing their identity. Right. Um, but having that income plan put together, knowing that, Hey, you, you know, you make $150,000 a year, let's say at your job. And, and you think that you have to make $150,000 a year in retirement. You need that. You weren't making 150,000 at your job. You think you were, but your checks don't say that the money that hit your bank, you're telling me that your gross salary was 150 grand a year. And after your 401k and your your dental plan and your, your, your health contributions and you know, the, the 401 that you're putting in and everything else that goes along with it. And taxes, then all the, taxes everything. And the, the state, the federal, the Medicare, uh, the, the social security, everything that's coming down. And all of a sudden you have your $2,200 check left and you're like, what the heck, what, what happened? You know, I want to be able to match you. And I say, I ask you, Hey Tony, how was that? How, how do you do with that? How are you doing on your current income? Well, I'm doing good. I'm able to save some and everything. I was uh, great. Now, do you expect anything to change with your lifestyle after We'll do a little bit of travel and do this and that. If we were to match your income going from work to retirement, your take-home income, and add some inflation to that, would you be able to do that? Oh, yeah, well, that'd be great, but I don't think I can, Bill. It's 150000 bucks a year I was making, but you're not, though. Yeah. But you're not. It's what you keep. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. Yes. Man, that's a Chad yeah. Rossler right there. Everybody's situation is different, and there are ways to grow income. And it's really interesting how people uh, put off thinking about and planning for this. uh, And they also uh, have misconceptions about it. So it doesn't cost anything to, there's no charge to set up that initial consultation with your office. If they have questions or they have things they want to tell you about that, Hey, why don't you and Tony talk about this on the show, Bill? I, I need some information from Bill Altman on this. I know you love to hear from people. So before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Sure. You can give us a call at the office here direct right here in Omaha, 402-557-6730. And again, that's 402-557-6730. Another fabulous resource is bigomoney.com. Again, it's bigomoney.com on the old World Wide Web you go there, there's, again, a, lots of resources, and you can even log in, create your own vault account. But you can reach us through there, and we'd love to, love to see you. All right. Well, Bill, thanks. Great show today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of The Big O' Money Show with Bill Altman. Thank you for listening to The Big O' Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.